0: So there's a misconception that if you're single, you are incomplete, perhaps damaged, salvaged, and you won't be happy until you find your one. And that is not true. That is bullshit. It is a message that has been fed to us by media and advertising. The truth is, when you're single, you have the richest soil for growth. That's why I created this podcast. And unlike other podcasts, this one is host-driven, not guest-driven. That means I will be rotating health and wellness experts three times a week, to give you the giant box of wellness crayons, not just the primary colors, so you can start building a meaningful life. It's time to give singlehood a cape.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Single On Purpose podcast. I am Ashley Torrent, and normally I'm here with my partner, um, Lair, but today... I am with a friend and fellow intuitive that I've known for a little while now, Allison Wilner, and we are here to talk about what our work is like as intuitives, what it means to live an intuitive life, and we're going to talk about Allison's journey. I want her to share her journey, her intuitive journey, and really our intention is to help demystify the work that we do and to help anyone listening really connect to their intuitive voice and their intuitive language. And if they're open to it and you're curious about it, something I forgot to mention is that I'm a psychospiritual spiritual therapist and intuitive medium. So I spend so much of my time in my workspace, um, working in an intuitive state and, um, I think it brings up a lot of questions about what that's like, and I think sometimes people can feel that an in intuitive it's very woo woo, or um, like some cheap party trick. But I'm hoping from this conversation that with Allison that you will really get an idea. You, the listener, will really get an idea of what it means, and um, maybe we'll ground it a bit, and it'll feel more accessible to anyone who's curious. So, welcome, Allison. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here. So I met Allison. She came into my class, Finding Magic in the Mundane, I believe last year. And although she'd been working as an intuitive for a bit, um, you know, maybe you could tell why you why you entered my class, because I think it's kind of interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so I had been working um, so on my side, I was working full time um, in education at the time, and um, I um, had also been doing intuitive guidance sessions on the side and um, really wanted to continue to explore my own intuitive gifts and, um, and also be in community with other intuitives who were interested in continuing to grow and develop and um, to explore really also, you know, what it means to live an intuitive life, an intuitively guided life. And to I felt really sort of alone in my way of being and my way of navigating life. And I was really looking to connect with others who were, um, who knew kind of what, what that is like to have this, um, this, these, I really feel like it's like a heart knowing to have like this knowing, um, that comes through the heart, um, or comes through wherever it comes through, you know, for each person. Um, but to have this sense of, um, being guided and being, um, here on purpose and, Mm -hmm. Um and with a real feeling of um, wanting and and really needing to share the those, the way that intuition comes through you. And so, and I also really loved the title because for me, intuition is, um, it is mundane. and that's a big misconception I think that's out there about intuition. It is, um, that it can come through in such a um, ordinary and simple way. And I think sometimes people imagine that it's like full on, you know, angels coming down on high, from on high in front of you. And, you know, that people who are intuitive are just seeing, you know, this whole um, reality that's just not accessible to most human beings. And that's mm-hmm. just... I just really, I mean, that is the case for some intuitives, um, but I think that there's such a range of um, ways that intuition can present itself to us. And we've really been conditioned out of um, being able to just perceive it as mundane because we're expecting it to be so sort of fantastical. Um, But it's really, it really can be so grounded and, um, instinctual and sensory and um and I don't even really like the term extrasensory because I feel like it's um I feel like that's part of the conditioning also is like Mm -hmm. anything that's not um that doesn't sort of squarely fit into the five senses is extrasensory um but I think that the way that our senses work is so much more fluid and, um, holistic than we've been taught. And at least that's been my experience and, um, you know, what is sound and what is taste and what is, um, like what comes through our perception through those channels, um, they can blend. And in my experience, they can really like, what is extra sensory is actually can actually be very sensory, you know, can come through as um sort of a combination of senses, or at least for me it just it just feels very it doesn't feel like an extra sense. It feels like a deeply human um embodied experience and um it doesn't take me, you know, out of my body. Like it's actually my connection to my intuition is, has asked me to go much more deeply into my body, um, in my bo- embodied experience. And it yes. me, like to just to really, um, embrace my body and my humanity and not, you know, escape into, those unseen realms or the soul realms which you really like to be here and to be in the mundane you know and to to see the magic in it so just coming back to the question um I love the title and I really was um so happy to see it to find someone else to find you who really like um teaches that you know and, and really helps us to in your classes you really help you um yeah, help us to see that it's so much more accessible than, you know, than most of us come into these classes thinking that it is.
1: Well, and I think that is something that is really important um, to both of us is to really help people understand that it is accessible. And what I love what you said is um, it's, you know, not only a heart knowing, but it is, it doesn't feel like an extra sense. I mean, for me, it feels like a it feels like one of my most powerful senses that has been a a part of my life, my whole time, my whole life since I was a kid. Um, I was even thinking this morning, you know, I think in pictures, feelings, words, and colors. And for me, translating, it feels like I'm interpreting my own language when I talk. Um, And I sometimes get so frustrated because I feel like, my brain works in like a picture book. And I think you'll really understand this, like of all of the senses. And then I have to find words that humans can understand and then string together to um, convey my point. Um, but again, it's been just, it's probably one of my most powerful sense. And I think it is for many of us, we just don't know it. I mean, in a reading, I can't tell you how many times I just ha- gave a reading and a woman said, I feel like you just confirmed what I already knew. And I feel like so often, We are listening to our intuition or aware of it much more than we realize. Um, However, we don't trust it or we don't believe it. And so I'm hoping this conversation will just encourage people to trust it more. And I do want to talk about, you know, your experience as a child, because I do believe that we come in here with this intuition and then we get trained not to listen to it or um, told that it's wrong or that we can't trust it. I'm hoping that's changing., um, but for many of us, we weren't taught to rely on it. So that sense was, you know, was not really something we could talk about with people. I mean, I remember sitting in the car and trying to intuit when the light would change from red to green. And I think back to that, and that was me playing with my intuition, and I didn't even know it. you know, no one was talking about that. Um, but what was your experience? Do you remember having intuitive moments as a child?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think for me, um, it was very. um, It felt very natural to, um, to be in touch with the unseen realms, and to, um, and for me, a lot of the way that it comes in is um, vibrational and um, in sound, and so, and not necessarily with language, but tonality. Um, In music. Can I ask you a question?
1: Would you explain what Unseen Realms is to you?
2: Sure. Yes. Um, That can be confusing for some. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just anything that is, um, that is really coming through that channel that I mentioned, that sort of my intuition, my heart knowing, um, I feel like it's, um, it's almost like my heart is like an integrator of all of my perceptions. And, um, when I feel my intuition coming in and through, it's like, it's, it's flowing through my, my heart space. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel this shift in that perception. And sometimes it's, um, I'll be perceiving sound that's, um, not actually there in the physical world, um, and and I'll also be like feeling something that feels like I'll have chills or I'll be feeling a presence that um, that is physical. You know, it's like you can feel sometimes like a hand, like a pressure, um, mm-hmm. or I, you know, I would feel hands. I would feel like hands on my forehead or hands on my crown. Um, And, you know, so much so that I would just have to, you know, put my hands on my head to just confirm that there weren't actual hands there. Um, And, and, um, you know, I think when you have those very physical um, experiences of the, what is sometimes called the unseen realm, you know, you, um, it's hard to deny that, you know, And, and I was very... You know, I was raised in a very um, sort of uh, home where, you know, we weren't talking about the unseen realm or, you know, it was very, um, it was a very kind of like traditional way of um, perceiving the world. And um, I, when I started to have those experiences, I, um, you know, you can sometimes think that you are going crazy or there's something wrong you know, with you and, um, when you have no context for it. Um, and so that can be, you know, difficult and scary, um, to go through. But I think for me, it was like just feeling and hearing, um, what I felt and heard. I, I couldn't ignore it, you know, and I couldn't, I could be like, well, this is, you know, this is real for me. So, um, But I definitely, you know, pushed that down in a way um, and um, didn't, I think I didn't really see the usefulness of it because I was really, especially, um, I am a person with hearing impairment and I started to lose my hearing when I was five years old. Um, It was picked up in the kindergarten screening that I couldn't hear the highest sound and then slowly over time um, I lost almost all of it and now I'm almost completely deaf. Um, I have a cochlear implant and that um, really helps you know with hearing in the hearing world but um, from that point on from five years old on I was really focused on just fitting in and um, I really it wasn't something that we talked about and um, I just really um, just felt like I needed to shut everything down and just focus on um, being able to hear as well as I could in the hearing world. And mm-hmm. so um, I really just let go of those gifts. And um, I did use my intuition immensely. It was immensely helpful to stay very attuned to my environment. And I went through my entire school Experience with no accommodations. Like I, I really, I used my intuition to get the information that I needed and to, um, to to survive, you know, and to really like fit in, um, and really, you know, no one really knew, and so, um, so that was a really kind of specific experience of just like using it in um, in a way that helped me get what I needed and helped me get, um, additional information to, um, to be able to, to kind of, to fit in, um, Mm -hmm. and get, you know, and to hear what really wasn't physically possible for me to hear. Sometimes I just feel like there was, um, support for me in, um, from my intuitive knowing to, Mm -hmm. um, to be able to fill in missing pieces at times when I really needed it. Um, and so, so, yeah, but I think just going back, like before five, I think I remember um, I really loved to, I loved to play by myself um, and not in an antisocial way. I certainly had um, friends and playmates, but I really loved to, to spend time with toys and dolls and bears. And um, it was, I think, an early experience of ritual where I just had this experience of like the placement of um, and whatever I was playing with just felt really important. I remember just arranging my toys in a particular way and having a feeling, like having, feeling the energy shift. Um, uh-huh. Because of like the placement, and um, and I also just felt this. I never felt lonely. I just did not feel lonely at all, and I was completely alone. But I was, um, I mean, not. I mean, I was in my house, and there were people in the house, but, um, but I really preferred to kind of spend this time um, alone. And I felt so connected, and I felt really seen, and by this unseen loving presence. Um, and I felt like there were these presences that were like with me, playing with me and kind of like holding me in this space. Um, um and I felt like that's what I always go back to as like, that's when I felt the most myself. I think there's something about intuition that like when you're con- really deeply connected with it, it's connecting you to your authenticity. And yes. your the rightness of you being here that like you're belonging here. Mm-hmm. And, um, just as you are, mm-hmm. you know, with just as you are in just that, like that unself-consciousness of children, you know, when they're just, they're just fully, you know, expressing who they are. And I remember feeling so free to just, um, create, you know, and with whatever was there you know, for me to play with, to just create. And I remember feeling celebrated um, by these, this unseen presence. Like I, I just really felt like there was this loving, adoring presence with me, um, you know, and I still, like, that's how my intuition comes through as this, like, really grounded, um, loving, um, supportive, and also like can also give some tough love too. you know, not just like everything you're doing is great, <laughs> you know, all the time, but um, like this just wise knowing. And I think like, you know, becoming an adult and then, you know, going through my life, I think, and also doing a lot of work, um, which is with trauma and, um, you know, my own experience and healing and, you um, just learning about parts work and doing, um, like embodied trauma healing work. And, um, just throughout my healing journey, just really, um, coming to learn about the adult self and the sort of the ground of being like from a Buddhist perspective, like that, that true self, um, and that ground of self and that, that, um, Capital S self, I think, in parts work or just you know the adult, the wise adult within us, like just being able to hold us and hold all parts of us and love and accept all parts of us. And um, I, I really come to see intuition as really a part of that. And in what no way? Um, Is it a yeah. part? Like, would you say it's a part? Yeah, it's, it's, well, so I, it's so interesting because I've been really thinking about this as I've learned more about um, internal family systems and parts work. And, um, and just, that's been so um, helpful for me in my, my healing journey and um, just learning about the self, capital S self and whether intuition, you know, how my, how int- intuition um, connects to it and is it, is it the adult self and um I don't know it's it is interesting I I guess I would
1: I would think that my I think of it as like my higher self is listening to my intuition and again as we explore Mm -hmm. these things you know what do we really know for sure um other than our experience but it is interesting to think about what part of me is the intuitive self um in relationship to that and um you know one of the things that you were talking about is having this magic as a child and feeling so supportive and then going through something that shifted. It didn't take your intuition away completely. Like you said, you were still in relationship to move through school and to survive in a hearing world. Um, But I'm wondering what brought you back to reconnect to that intuitive
2: space? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to go back to you, to what you were saying. Like, I love that, that your higher self is sort of listening to your intuition. Um, and I feel like, I think that's how it feels for me as well. And it's, um, it feels like, it does feel like my intuition is supporting is like the bigger supporter of my adult self. So when mm-hmm. I feel under resourced as my own sort of inner caretaker of my younger parts. And, um, I need, I feel like I'm an unfit mother to my younger parts. Sometimes I feel like I'm not equipped. I just, I don't feel resourced right now to hold you and give you what you need. Um, I can call upon my intuition as this bigger, um, source of love and care and, um, that that part of me can hold me um, and can hold the adult me and right. we can like together nurture the younger part. So I, I feel like um, it's a helpful frame when, when I get overwhelmed um, as my, you know, adults Um Well, and, and just on that point, you know, you
1: know, right. Falling into that intuitive space or relying on that intuitive voice. I know for me, it takes all the frenetic energy out of living. Um, Mm. I know when I feel stuck in a therapy session, if I'm ever not sure of where to go next, I'll just ask, you know, show me what questions to ask, show me what's next. And in my life, Mm. when I remember to not be in my head, trying to think my way through something that I'm struggling with or I need to make a decision about, and I listen to my heart, it's like this beautiful flow of, you know, I don't have to hold on so tight. It doesn't have to be so tense. Um, The answer comes Or sometimes I just know that the answer will come, but Mm. it can't come when I'm trying so hard to find an answer or I'm thinking so hard. And it's such a beautiful space of trust to fall into that, oh, wow, there is this, it's like um, a good enough mother inside our own heart. That's like, this is where to go, right? This is, I love how you said you're parenting yourself through your intuition or when you can't, your intuition guides you, but it's falling into that, like, good enough mother space that's, like, it's going to be okay, you know, and reminds us that we are
2: love and that we don't have to move through fear so much. So. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love that so much. And, um, and just going back to your question, I think um, for me, it really came back, um, or it just came to the forefront of my life again um, when I was leaving an unhealthy relationship, romantic relationship. And um, my intuition had been clear, you know, the whole time that this mm-hmm. wasn't the right relationship for me. It wasn't the right person for me. And, um, and it just took a long time. It just took time for me to be able to put that knowing into action and to take that action, to leave the relationship. And, um, I was, I remember a moment where, um, I was about to make the decision. Um, I was like, you know, those moments that are just so charged where you just, you just, it's a choice point. Like you've just come to the point where you have to make a choice and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just no going back. It's a really final choice. And, um, I, I came to that point and, you know, I had all the other voices in my head kind of giving me all these reasons not to leave. And, um, i just i just heard and felt my heart you know this voice in my heart and this knowing that just was like this is it's time it's time Mm -hmm. and this is not your path to stay with this person and um it was such a strong heart knowing and um i remember saying to myself if i like this part that's coming forward right now is so authentically me. Like it just felt like the highest version of me and the most wise and the most sort of untouched by any, um, any of what I had been through in my life. Like it just, it felt like just clear and,
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um, I just felt like if I I said to myself, if I can't trust this part of me and this knowing that I have, I I can't trust anything. Like this is, I I have to trust this Um, because this is- Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead,
1: yeah. Well, I was gonna say, this brings up a really important point because I notice when I'm working with people and you may have experienced this as well. And when you're giving readings, is that what people will say well, my body is telling me to do this, or I am I love this person, so I'm supposed to stay in this relationship. Um, how could you describe to someone the difference between, you know, because I notice a lot of people will say, my body is telling me this, but they'll be in like infatuation from a younger part of self, or
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're in a trauma response and really bonding to this person. Um, but can you, for you, what is the difference between maybe a fear-based choice or fear-based thought process in your body versus intuition? What is that
2: feel like? Yeah. Yeah. This is the, this is the big question in our field. I feel like yes. um, this is the big question. Um, yeah. And I think, um, I think oftentimes, I mean just so much of my perspective now is informed by parts work and um, like embodied healing work. So, um, I, what I try to do and what I try to advise other people as well is like to just to give yourself, I think sometimes that question comes up of like, is it fear or is it intuition? And it, there's like an urgency behind the question that just doesn't help. Like people come and they're like, is it this or is it this? I don't know. And like, I need to figure out, I need to know right now. And, um, And often, you know, as intuitives, people coming to us, like they want us to tell them, you know, sometimes. And so, and that I think is just, it can feel disempowering for the, for the person, you know, to, to be outsourcing um, that decision-making and that, that process of discernment. I feel so strongly that I just really, in my work, want to be supporting people and, um, in being able to discern for themselves. Um, and I think just to try to answer it, I think, um, I think one is just noting if there's urgency and if you're pushing and the state of your body and mind, when you're trying to make a determination, because the urgency and the pressure just doesn't, um, is not going to help you be able to, um, access that, your intuitive knowing, it's just, it makes it really hard and confusing. And if you have a very active mind, especially, um, I always describe my mind as like embroidered, like there's like a lot of embroidery and upholstery going on. Um, And I can just build up very quickly, a lot of layers around and complexity around things. Um, So if you can take a breath and um, listen to the parts give yourself space to really listen to the parts that are scared um listen to listen to the fear and being willing to not to agree with it necessarily but to to be present to what's here um and to to listen to the concerns and the protests and whatever else you know is coming forward within you from that place of fear and to give it a chance to be witnessed and and seen, um, and that's part of just not, spiritual bypass, not spiritually bypassing. I think it's so important to just be with what's here and, um, and sort of offering, offering a space for fear to have its voice. And then um, I what I love to do is kind of put them in dialogue and then just imagine your most wise, compassionate self what would you say, you know, what would you say to that fear? And often that's intuition and that can kind of bring you to your answer. And if you can't access that part of you, because sometimes we can't, it's just too, it's too, it feels too high stakes. And I mean, these decisions that we make as human beings in our lives, like they, they have, they can have really far reaching consequences. And it's, it can feel like a lot, you know, to, to make to make these big decisions when we come to these choice points. Um and if you can't access that within yourself to just to imagine, you know, the wisest, most compassionate person you can imagine. And maybe you've been lucky enough to have someone like that in your life. Um and even if they're if they're here or not here anymore, but like you can, I think most of us, or even like from a movie or a show, um, to just access like a grounded presence that's regulated, mm-hmm. um, in terms of like nervous system, you know, it's a strong, um, regulated um, voice that can come into dialogue with this fear um, and offer some reassurance and try to take the urgency and pressure down. And if you listen to what that voice is saying, it's um, I find the answers are often there. I agree. and That's- and it just takes it down, it takes down the pressure, and once those parts and that fear is more regulated, you can access that more peace and more clarity from which a knowing can come forward. but I think it's really a lot of it is just um is is just feeling dysregulated and and feeling pressured to have to make a choice um yeah,
1: right, and your intuition will will not be hasty or feel urgent or scary. The voice will never be pushy. Um, and it's so important to know it's a, it's a still, wise, loving voice. It's a very gentle voice, but a very truthful, certain voice. You know, one of the things you mentioned was spiritual bypassing. And I think sometimes people have this idea and there's a lot of it right now, like toxic positivity, spiritual bypassing, where people use spirituality to bypass the human experience. And I think you and I both agree like for me, this human life is the vehicle through which the soul evolves. So everything that we encounter, everything that we we experience is an opportunity for us to, to be a witness to our pain, to be a witness to ourselves so that we can heal and learn from those moments. And that helps our soul evolve. Because I believe, you know, it's not just one and done. I believe we're here um, to, you know, we come into this life and we have, the possibility to fulfill a destiny, which is to maybe to me, reach the highest potential of healing. It doesn't necessarily mean enlightenment. And to me, enlightenment, you know, enlightened person to me is not someone who doesn't feel negative feelings anymore. An enlightened person to me is someone who can gracefully navigate the human experience and not get caught up in the turmoil and the turbulence and the chaos of feelings. And one thing I've witnessed is that my human life and my feelings is so important for me to tend to and be present for so that I can heal and be the best version of myself. Repressed pain, disowned pain, ignored pain just creates depression and anxiety. And and is I kind of imagine it is like the body's just full of like stored up garbage, you know, that it doesn't need. So yeah. I I share this because I think, you know, when they think of intuitive, some people are like, ooh, woo-woo, and or that we're just over off in space and you know, we don't feel anything or we're, we're just not, we don't know what it's like to be sad or scared. And, you know, both Allison and I have um, complex PTSD and we've had a lot of trauma in our life. And spirituality is such a beautiful support system to supporting this human experience. And it's not to bypass it. It's actually, I feel like it's this weaving together of the human and the soul so that we can have experience the highest version of ourselves or the most evolved version of ourselves and to remember there's so much more than this like human life that
2: there's actually some other purpose happening here if that makes mm-hmm. sense yeah yeah no it definitely makes sense and it's um, and I think part of our human experience is the mystery you know mm-hmm. it, it's not oh, that's it's not, so well said yeah 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 just that, that not knowing and I think, You know as intuitives like we don't we don't always have you know full clarity or at least i feel Mm -hmm. i don't you know always have full clarity and um it's a dance you know it's a dance into knowing it feels like you know and it's it's a moment to moment experience of ourselves and our um our perception and our unique aperture for perception Like, we, what we can express through our unique bodies, through our unique um, life experiences, I think is just so, is so profound and so important to be able to bring forward, you know, as we can um, to. To enrich just the wisdom that's available to us collectively as human beings. I think there's a reason why we're each we all have you know blood and bone and um, you know, we're made of these these materials and we have these vehicles, these bodies that are um, that are so you know have so much in common but are also so unique and so different and um, and give us very different experiences. I'm in a body that has a disability and that gives me, um, a different kind of human experience. Um, the color of our skin, you know, there's so, um, there, these differences are are profoundly impactful, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as we know. And so, um, and I can only speak for, you know, my experience. Um, but it, it's, um, I think the more that my intuition has helped me to um, embrace the difference in my perception and to to share from it, you know, as, as much as possible. And I think just, I think if our culture can support, and I feel like we're moving in that direction, although we have a long way to go, but just to support more stories of our lived experiences so that we can really we can understand more of what it means to be like more of humanity you know there's just so we're each an individual single singular expression of humanity and there's so much that's unique about our experience and also so much that is shared but we can learn so much from those differences and those um sort of unique experiences that people have and um i just feel i've been so like just the diversity of stories and people that i've met and has just enriched my heart and my life you know it's so immensely and um i just have such a deep appreciation for um for the authenticity that just what our our unique perspectives can can offer. And Mm -hmm. um, and how it leads us, like going really deeply into the differences can lead us to more connection, you know, and more more of a sense of belonging and not the kind of connection that undermines the differences or asks us all to be the same, Um, but a way to to really like a a coming together and a a sense of unity that is deeply respectful and honoring of each individual. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like our intuition is guiding us there. Like it guides us to what's true for us. It's the most authentic version of ourselves.
1: I mean, you mentioned that earlier, um, you know, we're meant to be the most authentic version of ourselves. You know, we're our unique expression of humanity. And we're also a unique expression of the divine, you know, that Mm -hmm. divine energy, whatever you want to call it, God, love, spirit, universal energy. But I believe so strongly like you that we're not meant to be the same, that we're meant to really listen to our intuitive voice and understand what, in what way are we here to be of service and what way Are we here to live our most authentic life? Um, And what does that look like? And I feel like, you know, our minds can kind of help us there sometimes, but our heart and our intuition is really the thing that pulls us in that direction or nudges us in that direction.
2: Absolutely, yeah. I fully agree. I think um, the heart really does just bleed lead the way towards that sense of of purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was curious, you know, because I know
1: you feel so strongly about helping people connect to their intuition. So I wanted you to explain what a session with you is like when you do a reading, Um, because you, you shared with me some things that, you know, how the person's, how intuitive information comes to you is different than it comes to me. And I love hearing people's stories of how their own, you you know, intuitive language speaks to them, because I think every one of us has a different one. Our intuition does not come through the same to anyone. Um, I think we have our own intuitive vocabulary and language, and um, it comes through pictures, feelings, tastes, smells, images. Um, But what is it like for you when you're reading for someone? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, Um, I I think, you know, when it took me, I have sort of an interesting relationship with the word reading. Cause it, it feels, um, I think I'm not sure exactly why, but I feel like it's just, it's just a way of perceiving, um, yeah. and seeing, seeing people and experiencing another person, another human being. And, um, when I, lean back it, it almost feels like leaning back into this bigger broader place and it comes for me it comes from my heart and it's um i perceive this song like this i've come to kind of understand them as soul songs mm-hmm. um but it's like the the frequency of um that person mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's a really, they're each completely unique um, and they're very, um, some sound, you know, really exactly like cellos or violins, like a concerto and some, yeah, some sound like chimes, some sound um, more etheric and celestial, just like this really kind of airy um or like almost like sound balls um kind of tones um but I hear these tones and um and it's just the most it's just it's just incredible like it just fills my my hearing and it's very it like sweeps through my body and my heart um and I feel like what I am trying to do in my work is, is bring it is mirror it back to reflect it back to the person. I think, I think if we knew how beautiful we are, like it's, we would just never, like if we could really see ourselves and mm-hmm. the beauty of who we are as, you know, souls in bodies um, and it, like the beauty of our just design as human beings and um if we could really perceive that it would change a lot the world would change um and yeah it's just like and i'm just always filled with so much reverence and honor and respect um to to witness people in this way and Mm -hmm. to hear people um on that level and Mm -hmm. um to, and i think that that's a lot of a lot of what it is is just trying to mirror that back so the person can really feel that themselves and experience their own vastness and their own um beauty and um magnificence you know um as a soul and as a human being with all of their human experience as well you know it, it doesn't take away anything. It's just, it's just part of, I think it's just this part of who we are that um, we just don't have any mirrors of, you know, we often don't like, you know, occasionally, you know, for we're lucky, we find someone who can, who can see us, you know, and who really sees us. And it's just this huge gift. And you feel like, wow, like this person is seeing my soul, you know, can really like, can really witness me and is seeing something so much deeper than, that I know is there, but I've never seen, you know, mirrored back to me. No one's ever seen it, you know, in that way. And I think, um, hopefully, you know, we find those people. And um and I but I think we need that. And um see so that's what I that's what I try to do. Um and it comes through in that way. And then it comes through for me in, in these images. Um this sound kind of takes form in images and um and I look at like a, a soul picture um, mm-hmm. in my mind and we'll start to describe that. And then um, and then I hear, sometimes I hear words um, as well and I will share. Um, and I have guides that I connect with that come through um, and share as well. Um, and I am able to connect with the client's um sometimes with their guidance team or they're sort of the beings that are guiding them or with them. Um, but I think the, the, the heart of my work is really in perceiving at the soul level and reflecting that back and, and giving people a sense of, um, that part of themselves that giving them a reflection of it so that it feels, um, it feels more real and can integrate it. And I think, you know, people who come for these types of sessions are, I think, almost always aware of that. Like they know that this part of them is here, but, um, they're needing, like you were saying at the beginning of our conversation, like needing that, um, confirmation and needing, um, that kind of reassurance that this is real. And that's, this part of them is, um, is is real well and
1: i think it is it might feel hard to believe and i know there's different types of intuitives and psychics and mediums out there but um i think and with the people in my community and with allison and myself you know the space that i feel like we intentionally create and, and the space we work in is the energy of love and it might be like well how could i feel that but I don't think, I mean, it's very rarely if anyone's ever left a session, not feeling the palpable nature of love. You know, there's, there's not a lot of human mind and ego in that space. I mean, there's human mind for discernment and things, but there's, it's not a fearful space. And to be in a reading and to be held for an hour in that space of love with loving energies coming through to support you and guide you and help you understand your purpose or who you're meant to be or who you already are that you can't see. I just think I, I feel so honored that I get to work in the space of love. I get to teach in the space of love. I mean, I think about it sometimes, how many hours I spend in the space of love in a week. And I know for me, it's recalibrated my nervous system and been a huge healing aspect of my own trauma. Um, because if we're spending more time in love, then we're spending less time in fear. You know, so if, if anything you can get out of it, it's just being in that energy for an hour And I'm just aware of time. So I want to ask you one more question that I think is important. Um, What do you wish more people knew or understood about psychics, mediums, intuitives?
2: Um, I think I wish that people knew that it's much more, I think just going back to the beginning of our conversation about the magic and the mundane and your classes that you teach that it's so much more, um, your intuition is so much more mundane than you would expect. And I think, I think it's when we start to really cultivate that witness within ourselves, like that observer who can really be present in our experiences. We can, we can start to widen our lens of perception and be able to, start to witness our own intuition coming through and, um, it can really transform your experience of just everyday life. And, um, I mean, I think just my favorite examples are just really instinctual. Like you look up at a certain moment and it's not cognitive, you know, you just, you're not, you don't have a thought, like I need to look up at that tree right now. Um, but you do, and you see something magnificent. Like you see, like I saw, um, an owl the other day and, um, owls are just really special for me. And I was, um, I could have, you know, I could have missed it. I mean, I had the thought of like, I could have missed it and I don't know why, I don't know why I looked at the tree at that moment. And what if I hadn't, you know, I could easily have just missed it. And, um, but we can't, you know, it's like you, I wouldn't have missed it because it wasn't something I could have, um, orchestrated, you know, with my mind, it wasn't an orchestrated experience, you know, it was just me being my instinctual self and looking around and thought, you know, and I I think, I think people can get very like, you know, oh, I could, I, I, like, it can't be controlled intuition. I think it's not controlled and so and that can be ignored
1: but not controlled
2: right right exactly it can be ignored but not controlled um exactly so in that you know that can be really hard for the mind um to kind of take in but um but yeah just that it's to not be looking for necessarily something like extra ordinary you know or extra sensory but to really like use your senses and like i just think our senses are just deeper they're deeper and richer than we've been taught to believe i feel and it's like it's it's not like a sixth sense it's like you we use our five senses really deeply um to perceive and to perceive if you keep following those senses down and out like they expand and they broaden and you can you can perceive so much more. Um, so I, I just don't think of it as like something outside of something you have to like bring in from outside of you. If no, that makes it's already sense. within you. And, yeah.
1: and something I, you know, I'm, I saw in your notes, um, well, two things I wanted to say, you know, as a medium, when loved ones come through from the other side. They will sometimes tell me what they smelled like, what they taste like, Um, not what they taste like. (laughs) That's (laughs) so (laughs) ridiculous. Like your favorite dessert, you know, what it tastes like. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Um, You know, they'll show me colors and pictures of clothes they wore, their favorite colors of their essence or things like that. So, so much of our work is through our senses. Like we perceive Mm -hmm. through our five senses, you know, the Claire's, Claire audience, you know, hearing and then clairvoyance seeing and clairsentience feeling, all of that. So your intuition comes through your senses. Um, mm-hmm. And the last one I just wanted to make a comment on and just see if you had anything else is um, you, you know, you had in a note, there's a lot of impersonators on Instagram and social media mm-hmm. right now um, and carrying a lot of darkness. And I, I really think it's important that someone who's in an of integrity is never going to mm-hmm. reach out and try to sell you something or mm-hmm. offer you a reading out of nowhere They're not going to scare you or say i see dark energy around you um intuitives within integrity will never do that like that is the opposite of love for me and trying to sell something and being making people afraid and i'll be honest and all the time i've done this work there's nothing scary that has come through you know there's nothing fear-based that has come through i might get suggestions of how someone can heal or ways they can work in their life or maybe you know, I'm seeing that this relationship isn't of your highest good, but that information isn't scary. But some of the stuff I've seen is um dark and I've been impersonated before and friends have reached out and said, oh, did, are you offering me a reading? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to invade your space like that. So I just thought with the last few minutes I have, is there anything you wanted to say?
2: Yeah, I think, um I mean, I think in our culture that there's a deep mistrust of, um psychics and psychic ability and um there's such a there's that history of um you know fortune telling and and people using um you know intuition and psychic gifts as a um to swindle people you know and and so there's that that's very embedded i feel like in our culture and so um it's interesting that it's surfacing you know through on Instagram and like these impersonators like that energy I feel like is is coming back and um in a way that it is sort of online in a way that um in it it's that same energy, but it's like in a new form now mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I think it's because rising. yeah, it's like because there is this rise like there's been such a rise in interest in astrology and um, and in intuition. And I think people are, because intuition connects us to our power, like our inner authority, and, um, that's threatening, you know, and, and so it's threatening to our, you know, over culture and our, um, a lot of like our systems and structures. And so societally, um, and so I think it's just, it's another way to try to, Kind of cast a negative light on this work and um it's and it makes sense that that's happening right now because people are coming more and more into their power and so um i see it kind of from that context and and then also um it's I th- it feels like a very big kind of collective lesson around discernment and mm-hmm. um just like you said you know really like um being being able to trust your knowing and your your feeling about people and um in that integrity being able to sense someone's integrity and intention um in their communication and like what's what's being communicated underneath the language um and and also just people's just our desire to have like a a quick fix or just relief from uncertainty and like, and to, to give our power to someone else to just make the decision for me or just tell me, um, you know, that's what a lot of these impersonators I feel like are, are hooking into is just like that need for, you know, answers and clarity. And I think people who are, um, operating and integrity in this work are, are really are not, we're not here to take anyone's power, you know, and, and responsibility for their own life. You know, each person, we are all responsible for our own lives and decisions. And, um, our work is really to support and try to really reflect, um, a person's own knowing and, uh i fi- I feel that that's very sacred, and um that person's like like the primacy of your own knowing your own inner knowing your own intuitive um connection to yourself and to your tr- to what's true for you, so I'm very careful about that in my work um and so well just said. not yeah, just not stepping over that you know I my purpose is to help you get closer to what's true for you not to tell you what you should do or what is true for you and um I think not everybody wants that like some people just want to be like aren't in a space to feel like um they can really like do that work to connect with themselves um but I think again these like these mirrors of Our soul energy just help to get us closer to, um, to that bigger truth that's wanting to come through. Like when we get these, we get that reflection, um, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm trying to do. Like when you get that reflection of your your, who you really like, you just your bigger self, you know, and your your own wise knowing. You you connect with. You can more easily hear yourself you can more easily trust yourself because you're getting that reflection and you're like okay i can trust this this is real to someone else besides me and um that's that's what i feel like you know a lot of us who are like operating with integrity in that way we're trying to do and um in our work
1: no that's that's so well said
2: and so where can people find you um, people can find me on my website is um, com, and on Instagram, I'm at Wilmer. So um, I'm so grateful
1: for this conversation because, you know, I just had this idea recently that I, I really felt like we need to start talking about this because um, to normalize it and to help people get closer to it. And um, I really hope we can have another conversation maybe about empathy Um, I think that would be another topic, but um, I really highly recommend Allison. I've, like I've said, I've worked with her in the community that we're a part of, and um, I've seen her work and it's always of integrity and her readings are so beautiful. They are like music. They're like art. Um, I think it would be an invaluable invaluable time um, spent um, for anyone who would like to experience this. So thank you all. Thank you, Allison. And I hope you all have a good
0: day. I hope that episode was helpful. Hey, listen, if you want to share your singlehood journey, if you've gone somewhere, come back. If you have revelations and wisdom, please share your story. It's going to help other people. Nothing makes us feel more connected than hearing other people's stories. So just send me the audio of your story, and you can just record it directly from your phone and email it to therapist at gmail.com. Also, if you want our Single On Purpose newsletter, go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. You will get tools and articles and other people's stories and also uh, Zoom links to private gathers. So if you want to join our community, go to singleonpurpose.life. Thank you for listening. Be well. We hope you tell a friend. Hey, before you go, I want to invite you to the Single On Purpose private community online. It's off of social media. No ads, no algorithms. We got forums. We got live groups. We got webinars. And we have social hangs. We also have offline in-person hangs happening soon. So check us out. Go to singleonpurpose.life. That's singleonpurpose.life. And I will see you inside.